everyone welcome to this week's episode of respectfully disagree they say distance makes the heart grow fonder but today we're going to actually tear apart that saying in the context of long distance relationships in particular to see whether or not they are doomed to fail so um i don't know why i'm laughing so much this is just a very masalidar and exciting topic and we have very strong opinions so this is shishti your host and i will be arguing in favor that is long distance relationships are doomed hi this is rohita and i strongly strongly disagree with the notion that they are doomed to fail <laughs> Hey, it's Carla. Sorry to say, Shishti, I'm with Rohita on this one. In fact, I would go so far as to say that relationships that are not long distance are the ones that are doomed to fail. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Oh, I'm feeling a lot of pressure. Like I'm feeling the heat in the room <laughs> to defend this position. Um, but you know, to start off with, I think my biggest point in favor, so I can go first about like long distance relationships being doomed. is that first i want to high like i want to point out that i'm coming from a very like 20 something person's perspective and i'm talking about it in the context of how a lot of us get into long distance relationships it's almost to like preserve something that you might have had in college or something like that and then you're like okay we're going to date forever and i just feel like it's a very um it can be a very like restrictive and harmful concept and i feel like it ties you to monogamy and to heteropatriarchy in a very constrictive way you know like instead of going out and enjoying and like seeing the world around you you end up being tied to this one person very very strongly and you feel like you need to maintain that relationship and i just feel like it prevents you from having a very full life so so why can't you be in a long distance relationship and an open relationship they're not mutually exclusive you can be but i don't think that's the general conception right like you're throwing like an exceptional argument at me to prove a point but i don't think it works that way like generally i don't think people you know get into long distance relationships with the understanding that it's an open relationship more often than not that's not the case so i feel like in the general kind of sense it is restrictive and it isn't yeah it isn't really it even hinders your growth i feel like because you get tied down to one person i okay so you're both describing what i think are like very extreme situations and i don't know trishti why somebody why is the presumption that somebody in a long distance relationship in order to to claim sort of fidelity or or what what's the word i'm looking for loyalty to that long distance partner Does that mean they have to sit at home and never speak to anybody and never leave the house and never pursue any of their hobbies or interests or do anything that fulfills them? They just have to sit at home and wait for a phone call? I mean, that's also quite an antiquated way of looking at it. Nor do I think that going out and enjoying the world and being your own person in those when you have the time and space away from the partner necessarily means that you have to define it as an open relationship. Like why why can't it be monogamous but also you're doing whatever you want or open relationship and you're doing whatever you want as in I'm not getting why you see it as like it means you have to sit at home and be bored yeah and also like if you're in a monogamous relationship that is also a form of being tied down right like it's not long yeah, distance yeah i agree like you're saying that monogamy 
the monogamous aspect of long distance relationships ties you down and kind of like is restrictive whatever the same thing applies to proximate relationships that are monogamous they do tie you down they are restrictive in that sense right so what's the difference in fact i think long distance relationships give people they afford people the opportunity to have a lot more sort of professional intellectual social freedom than proximate ones right because there is physical distance away from a partner and there's the time and space to explore and spend time on things that have nothing to do with the relationship yeah but what is the idea of a long distance relationship right i feel like i mean as someone who has a lot of long distance friendships who's been in a couple of long distance relationships clearly not very happily or successfully <laughs> um i feel like it it like the very idea or premise of a long distance relationship is like maintaining something for the long run or like being in it to like make this work or to make it happen or to and and i think that's inherently very constrictive and a lot of times the fact that people want to go to two different places or to like do different things in different parts of the world i feel a lot of the times it's also indicative of like wanting different things from life and you know how with friendships we kind of let people go in their directions and we there's there's a bit of fluidity and flexibility right with how much you have to keep up at what point in time but with relationships and a long distance relationship in particular i kind of associate it with almost like tying somebody down at a point of time when they've gone in a different direction or when they want to go in a different direction so i feel like in those terms it can be quite constrictive even in even in its most adaptable and its most kind of liberatory forms you know so i i think it can be quite constrictive just the idea of a long distance relationship itself actually i would argue that it can be quite liberating because and there's also research to show that more people are in long distance relationships today than previous generations and it is correlated with a in an increase in women's education particularly and that mm-hmm. takes them to different places and this is a yeah. way Well, you don't have to choose between career and your love life. You can have both if you want. And like your career will take you to uh, different places in the world and in the same country wherever it's more mobility. Yeah. Uh, but you no longer have to be tied down by a relationship. It's the other way. I would think. I would say it's more liberatory and it's not necessarily restrictive where you decide to make it work forever. It's just a new format of a relationship. It's not. a commitment to marriage where you decide to stay together forever it's just it looks different it's a different kind of relationship that's all yeah i mean but i'm just i i argue that it exists in a conservative space just like marriage does or monogamy it's a part of that club of relationships you know so i i think that's why it's constrictive like if in its liberating form a long distance relationship doesn't exist it's a friendship and you don't have that kind of investment or that kind of obligation to like this one person just because you like you know i don't know are sexually attracted to them and are romantically attracted to them you don't have special obligations to them which you don't have to your friend so i feel like the entire concept of it stems from that same family of i don't think it's it's a kind of liberatory or you know like new kind of idea or something in fact i think a lot of the times it's it's a seemingly liberatory form of a very conservative idea of like two people needing to stick together and that thing forming like a unit and that whole idea i actually think that 
long distance relationships are the opposite of conservative they don't come from the same conservative space that you're talking about in fact like proximate relationships are, seem like that to me more than long distance yeah because like like i said before right like long distance relationships you can be it's kind of like autonomy in togetherness okay that sounds like a very bad like hallmark oh my bad. god <laughs> but um <laughs> uh i just mean that um you get to you get to be your whole person you get to be you get i don't know self fulfillment yeah i know what you mean whatever like alone you don't you're not like tied to this person you're not like a like conjoined twins doing everything together like you know lobster lobster just like uh, yeah you know you, you get to explore yourself this so i want to move on to my next point which is well established by a lot of research which is that in long distance relationships a lot of the times you end up not knowing the person um as well and a lot of research has shown that you have a more idealized image of the person than you think of them in a more idealized way than who they actually are and um so i mean we only need to read all the love letters from the past to know that and see check them against the records of those relationships and uh, there's also this study which showed that like one third of couples break up within 3 months after getting to the same city in a long distance relationship so arguably my question then is like are they really successful like if you know aren't they doomed to fail and also you kind of don't know the person okay i also saw the same study but there is an addendum to that Mm-hmm. not the study but like for the research that says that technology is changing this dynamic where you no longer have an idealized notion of this person because you like have far more communication with them and you're far more in touch with them you know the little nuances you know the mundane things and that's why far more people are in long distance relationships now than earlier mm-hmm. and even like uh, there are other studies to show that there isn't a significant dif- difference in like the quality of relationships between long distance and proximate relationships uh, like couples in them are as likely to break up as any other couple so it's not like i guess you're anti relationships and not anti long distance relationships i concur i'm just waiting for the day when shishi falls head over heels in love with somebody and it's going to be that transformation like the chelsea handler transformation where suddenly all of the all of the cynicism and the edge is gone what do you think shristi not possible oh my god no 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 this cynicism has come like you know i mean <laughs> okay not not that these two people i don't know if you all know about this cuz this is a very popular there's a well known story in like us pop culture but mia farrow um and Woody Allen who are hardly the models for like a successful relationship <laughs> but at the time when they did have a relatively functional and happy marriage i think or partnership they lived in separate apartments so do you know this about them so they lived in separate apartments and they lived you know like several blocks apart in new york city and they maintained separate apartments throughout their entire relationship and they were married and they were together they were very much a couple and they were monogamous i think publicly at least and that was that but they maintained that having that little bit of distance and having their own individual space and everything was vital for the success of the relationship now that later went down in flames so that's not exactly proven <laughs> <laughs> which side are you on carla but, okay 
Monkey, if you have to talk a little bit, because clearly by this point we've established that what I am is anti-relationships, and maybe <laughs> so. Let's just think about this idea of like: is a long-distance relationship a more subversive version of you know romantic relationships and partnerships? Um, like, what do you think it is about them that makes them subversive? Like, I have actually an interesting example. Like, I do feel in marriages, like long-distance marriages, are quite cool. Like, I have an aunt who basically is married to a German, and they meet only once a year. And she got married at forty, and they have like the happiest marriage. And, and it's I'm so, so hot, so by cool. the way. That's so hot. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, this is the kind of marriage I want. <laughs> If I ever get married, but I see him only once a year, and you know, that's the end of that. So actually, in that sense, I feel like it can be quite subversive. See, Shristi, take it from take it from the other people in your life who have sorted this out already. The distance is the distance is the only way. You know when when so Gwyneth Paltrow uh, I, I don't know where I'm coming up with all these crazy examples but Gwyneth Paltrow famously when she she got remarried a few years ago to like a producer like a Hollywood producer or something and basically both are divorced both have teenage children and they decided that we're just going to stay in our separate houses like we're not going to have a marital home so she stayed in her house with her kids he stayed in his house that his teenage daughter lives in half the time and that's that. And I don't think she's exactly like the poster child for like alternative lifestyles, but I do think that we have interesting sort of public figures saying, "Look, this is what works for me. This is my life. Why should I uproot my children and my life and everything? I should be able to live in my own house, choose my own sofa, not fight about who uses the sink first. Not, you know what I'm saying? Like, why not?" There's also research that shows that. Um long distance couples avoid like fight less because they just don't have these mundane like little fights that arise out of cohabiting hmm. and you even see these like memes and uh, like parodies of people's wedding vows to each other where it's all like oh my god you may not always keep the toilet seat down but <laughs> i will you know like it's it's stuff they say things Gross. like that and it's so it's so yuck Like, yeah. Why would you want to put up with stuff like that and romanticize it? These little little things that can just drive you off the wall. Yeah. You know why not avoid that altogether? And actually, yeah. And actually, Rohita, you're right. I mean, how many people who have been in long-term relationships eventually start living with their partner as if their partner was a roommate? Right, and the day to day, the frustrations, the spats, the little sort of annoyances that build up, right, and the antagonism that sometimes built bubbles under the surface, all has to do with like quotidian annoyances around sharing a living space. And like, what if you just eliminated all of those from a relationship? Like, how liberating would that be, and how healthy would that actually be for the long term sort of sexual chemistry of a couple, right, and romantic chemistry of a couple? Yeah, and actually, um. I feel like in a country like India, where again we've done multiple videos on the fact that you know the pressure for women to live with their in-laws, and more than ninety percent of women migrating to the cities where their husbands live post-marriage, um, it can be a very liberating thing to have a setup where you don't have to do that, you know, and where you can maintain like separate households and separate lives. I think that's actually the more liberatory option. Like in my opinion, the most liberating is no. Kind of relationship like that at all, but I guess within this format, this is the most kind of liberating option and the one full of space that you can have. But what do you do when you share like resources and children and like other like how do you manage some of that which arguably is 
an argument in favor of like living together and figuring all of that shit out together i i don't know for for the sake of being the devil's advocate are you looking at me cuz i do that <laughs> i don't know are you, she's like hmm <laughs> tell us about this <laughs> um so you know you know where where i actually think it's a huge problem and i'll undercut my own my own sort of argument is that i think where where the living separately where the long distance is actually symptomatic or representative of a lack of a shared vision for the future right like a complete sort of divergence of like what you want your future life to be or like where you're headed then it is doomed to fail like undoubtedly right because then both people are in the process of building their lives in completely disparate directions while still clinging to some vestige of the past which is the relationship right and they're just getting farther and farther and farther apart with the distance but i think if there's sort of a shared vision for the future if there's a collaboration on like where you know we're in lockstep heading towards our joint future then i don't think physical distance has to be you know this this negative yeah i think that's a really good point and i feel like it's symptomatic of like what what you were saying like you're as likely to break up as a proximate relationship in fact I feel like a lot of the issues that come out in a long distance relationship you already have but the long distance relationship just kind of like exacerbates them because you're forced to kind of confront them you know and another thing that uh, about the question of subversiveness is that there is again uh, some research to show that um in a in a in a couple if if the in a heterosexual couple if the man has an advanced degree yeah. then the woman is more likely to go to where the man is whereas if the woman is the one with an advanced degree yeah then it's more likely to be a long distance relationship and what does it say when when a woman has advanced degrees and is making strides in education and all of that towards self fulfillment is in is is somewhat it's is connected with long distance relationship i mean there is some subversiveness tied into that that's kind of like i mean all the proof that you need right that this is something that works in in sync with greater autonomy yeah especially for women right i mean this is like i think long distance relationships would be predominantly sort of women living their lives on their own terms because as you said Trishti the vast majority of people picking up and moving to accommodate their partners lives is women moving to be where the husband's either family or job or whatever is right so i think it's a big sort of actually feminist statement and i can also like filter out like partners who are not like on board with that like as in you can tell a lot about a person and their views about things that matter a lot to you yeah when you have a conversation like this right mm-hmm. so yeah actually that makes a lot of sense i have one question question though which comes up a lot which is that if you prefer a long distance relationship over being you know over a proximate relationship does that mean that you don't love the person enough like there's this thing that comes up like this idea okay i'm not sitting and making this up it sounds like i'm like 
<laughs> but you know a lot of people do say that that hey if you're okay with a long distance marriage or if you're okay with a long then maybe you just don't love your partner enough or you're waiting for the day that y'all can be together forever sort of a thing but so so what do you think about that is that like a misconception that you need to be together or that you need to want to be physically together if you if you quote unquote so love judgy. so judgy who are these judgy people who say this yeah and why would you want to be in a relationship with somebody you don't love like as in a long distance relationship like you know the idea that if you love someone you'd shift the, your whole world around for them that's the basis of but it like you follow them to wherever they're going yeah but just listen the way you described it it's so lame I mean, I think people need to get over these like antiquated notions of like what a what a perfect relationship looks like. It's quite silly. Um, and I also think, I mean, I still maintain, right? Having having been in a relationship that for for some years, I mean, I've been in a relationship with the same person for more than 20 years, which is crazy. Um, but many of those, many chunks of those years have been together in the same place, like living in the same place in the same house. And many of those have been some form of long distance, like across borders, right? And I won't say that necessarily that the the parts where we've lived in the same city have automatically been the happier times, right? The, the sort of fulfillment and happiness in the relationship comes from many, many, many other factors that are all contextual, right? And actually, there are a lot of ways to design a long-distance relationship so you, that you're sort of getting the best moments of each other, right? You're getting the best of each other, and everyone feels happier, more secure, and more excited about the relationship because they're having all the other parts of themselves fulfilled in their time away from each other, right? And so there's something about the time together that becomes more, let's say, devoted, or the closeness is different, or, you know, again, you're not... Uh, you're not settling into that thing where the person has become this fixture in your house like a sofa that you basically don't <laughs> don't treasure and pay attention to anymore because it just sits there all day long, right? I mean, it, you sort of avoid falling into that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I feel like I am a very weak arguer now in favor of long-distance <laughs> relationships are doomed because I think I kind of agree that they're not and maybe there are more they are a more progressive version of like romantic relationships for sure do, do you all have any common arguments in favor of long distance relationships being doomed which you know some of which you think holds true or which you felt but like saw debunked through your own or someone else's experiences well listen i've also seen long distance relationships where one person is clearly putting distance between themselves and the other person because they just don't like them that much. So <laughs> I've seen that happen. And it's like, this is step one towards like on the way to divorce, right? Or on the way to breaking up. So those situations exist. And maybe that's why long distance has gotten a bad rap. I feel a lot of the bad rep comes from this idea that you can't have fun if you're in a long distance relationship. I mean, that you must have heard from a lot of young people, right? Like the idea that like, hey, you're tied to this one person and everybody's going out to party. That's also how you see it in pop culture, right? Like yeah. those images of, hey, we're all going to party. And then you're like, but you're on the phone or in rom-coms, the person has a long distance uh, partner who they fall out of love with and they fall in love with you. So that I, I don't know, like, I feel like that's a very, very common perception. And that does, I don't know. 
But that person, that person who's being lame in that way would also be one of those like codependent lame people if they had a proximate relationship. Like that would be that friend that everybody's rolling their eyes at like, okay, okay, a new, a new guy, a new obsession, a new like, we'll see you in two years, you know, like when you break up kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I have no, I have no, I have nothing in favor of why long distance relationships are doomed anymore. I feel like even in pop culture, actually, um, I was trying to look for if pop culture helps me make my case stronger. But even in pop culture, there's a lot of romanticization of distance as like making the heart grow fonder. Literally, there's a lot of, you know, like famous people's letters to each other and then what they wrote to each other or like. When somebody's far away from you, then you feel, you know, you miss them a lot and, and you feel very strongly for them. And it's only a very strong bond that can keep two people together. So I think even in pop culture, it has that very kind of good rep. No, but that's like old a time version of pop culture where they're talking about people exchanging letters over like long distances, literally. But yeah. now it's not... Now they kind of cheapen it because they're like, it, somehow there's this notion that texting is like less uh, meaningful than letter writing. I mean, you can't just always keep writing letters to somebody, right? Like, that's really... Who has the time? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So when I was when I was in law school, there was this, I'll show you guys, there's this iconic image of Drew Barrymore wearing this t-shirt, but there was this t-shirt that sort of went viral in the, um, in the context of the time that said, my boyfriend is out of town. And it was supposed to be this like cheeky, right? That was kind of like, I'm available to flirt with you kind of a thing, but maybe not sexually fully available, right? Kind of. And, um, and I remember at the time I was living like I was doing long distance and I was living in a different country than my boyfriend at the time. And my friend got me this t-shirt and I wore it quite proudly and I loved it. Like as in, you know, it represents what we're talking about, which is the freedom and the ability to say, okay, I have the sort of like the comfort of having this person that I love in my life, right? Of choosing to be in this relationship, of choosing to commit myself to this person. But that's not sort of fencing me off from the rest of my life. It's not preventing me from like going out, meeting people, doing things and being like an active sort of person in society outside of my outside of my house and outside the, the sort of boundaries of this relationship. So everyone should get the t-shirt and enjoy. Wow, I feel like that's a great note to end on. And I think this podcast is a bit of a love letter to anyone getting into a long distance or in a long distance who feels like, oh my God, what are we going to do? You know, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? For anybody listening who's in a long distance relationship, this one's for you. But you know what's even better? Breaking up and freeing yourself from the back of a relationship altogether. Sorry, I had to insert that at the end. Um, Rohita, I can't wait until we play this back to Shushti when <laughs> she's like in love. <laughs> wow, there's so much confidence over here. Uh, let's see if that happens. But um, maybe we end this on that note. Uh, <laughs> see you again next time. May you get your own My Boyfriend is Out of Town Everyone deserves one. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by TS Studios. 
the production company that brings the Swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films. 